Uh, right, why don't you turn to the book of Acts? We are continuing our series, uh, Neighborhoods to Nations. Um, last week, uh, Stuart took us through chapter 5. Um, do follow the series. You know, if you, if you miss a week uh, or you're out serving the kids' work or something and you, you miss a week, do, you know, listen. Uh, they're all up online. Um, and uh, I was listening to Jamie's this week in the car. Just uh, did me good, you know, and it's so good just as, we, you know, we believe God's put this book on our heart for the, for the next number of months until like through to the summer. And uh, just trusting each week, you know, he's got something, something for us um, together as a, as, a, uh, as a church family. And so do, be, do try and, and catch up. Great to follow up in life groups, you know. We, says that we can catch bits on a Sunday, I trust. But uh, also just as a, as a life group, it's so good to, to follow up to how we can apply these things together to our lives. Uh, anyway, right, let's head... Uh, oh, I mean, John, we want to act. Right, um, this week, two chapters... Hope you've got cushions, okay? Chapter 6, uh, we're in, uh, and uh, we'll go all the way through till, uh, yeah, the uh, end of chapter 7, more or less. So, uh, yeah, hope you're comfy. Right, well, let's just dive in. In those days, when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said... It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. Now, even as uh, uh, you know, uh, leaders and, and, and preachers, when we're kind of reading this, you know, it's not just uh, the, the words, what's God going to say to you lot? It's kind of, well, what's God saying to us? And so for us, as we read bits like this, we're kind of thinking, oh, well, how, can, uh, how are we doing with, with delegating responsibility to people and applying ourselves to the, to the, the, the words? And so as, as leaders, we feel just provoked about, uh, and elders, is our focus the prayer and, and ministry of the word? Or can, and there are other things that we can, we can delegate. Not, we're kind of not leaders that don't get our hands dirty or anything like that, but, but what can we do to be, to be delegating, to be giving people responsibility so that we can apply ourselves to the, the prayer and ministry of the Word? So more, more on that in, in future weeks, but just to say we feel provoked about that. Uh, let's carry on. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and also Philip, Procurus, Nick, Tim, Parmenas, another Nick from Antioch, and con- convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their, laid their hands upon them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, Jews of Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the provinces of Sicilia and Asia, who began to argue with Stephen. But they could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit gave him as he spoke. Notice the criteria for appointing Stephen. You know, it, not kind of, it wasn't kind of must-have experience, but full of faith and the Holy Spirit. And, and he's appointed to, to wait on tables, to, to distribute food. And you might think, well, that's, that's not a very good uh, use of this, man's, uh, this man's time. You know, we, even for us, we might look around and think, well, you know, I'm, I'm highly qualified and I'm, I'm highly skilled. And, you know, putting out chairs or, uh, you know, 
setting out coffee or or or, uh, or cleaning up at the end. That's a, you know that's I'm, a, I'm I'm capable of a bit more. That's a bit below me. But remember, the the God that we worship, He came to serve. He washed the disciples' feet. Remember, He humbled Himself. And also notice they appointed him to wait on tables, and he did that. You know, he, he, he distributed food. But he also, it says here, performed great wonders and signs among the people. I love that, that he's, um, he did what he was asked to do. You know, made sure that the widows were, were, were given food and so on, and, and he served where he was needed. But, but he was full of faith in the Holy Spirit. Uh, he, also, he also prayed for people and saw wonderful signs and miracles, wonderful wonders done. And it's so easy for us to become, and I say this to, my, to myself, it's so easy for us to become task-focused and think, well, I've, I've been asked to do this, and so that's what I'm going to do. Um, but Stephen was kind of, well, no, I've, I've been asked to distribute the food, and I'm going to do that, but I'm, uh, I'm a disciple, I'm a follower of Jesus, and so, oh, these, these people need praying for. Well, I'm going to pray for them. I'm not going to leave that to, for the, 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 the prayer team or, or, or so on. It's, I know, as a disciple of Jesus, I've, I've got a task to do, I'm going to do it, but hey, I can pray for these people. I can serve these people. And he, he saw wonderful signs and wonders done as well. And let us be, be those that are thinking like that. It's not you know, the responsibility of the, the prayer team or the, uh, the hospitality or the welcome team or, or things like that. We're all disciples. We're all followers of Jesus. Verse 11. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, We heard Stephen speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. So they stirred up the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin, that's the the Jewish religious council. They produced false witnesses who testified. This fellow never stopped speaking against this holy place and against the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs Moses handed down to us. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intensely at Stephen and they saw that his face was like the face of of an angel. Imagine the situation, you know, put yourself in Stephen's shoes. He's been appointed by the apostles to to serve the widow, serve widow, serve the food. And in doing so, he goes around seeing wonderful miracles and and people are coming to faith. And now he's seized, brought in front of this this council to explain his actions. There's some false accusations, you know, that must must have hurt, must have been difficult. They don't like what he's been doing. You know, this must, he must be thinking back, oh, this, this reminds me of somebody else who was falsely accused, and it, you know, look what happened to him. What does he do? Does he kind of deny it and kind of, oh, no, you know, this isn't, you th- you've got me confused with somebody else. This isn't me, or uh, I don't, you know, nothing to do with me. Does he defend himself? No, no, look, he, he goes on, he explains how, and, and I'm going to skip out reading a lot of this bit, but in, in chapter 7, he explains how, how people time and time again have rejected God. How God, time and time again, when he's, he's so faithful and gracious, but his people are so rebellious and fail to trust in him. And, but he points out how gracious and faithful God is to his promises. And we're going to pick it up in verse 49 of chapter 7. And here, Stephen, in this long speech, I say, where he's been talking about God's people in the wilderness and rejecting God and, and how God has, has, has been patient with them. In, in verse 49 of chapter 7, he quotes the prophet Isaiah and he says this, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all these things? Verse 51, Stephen directly now 
speaking to this Jewish council, you stiff-necked people, your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him. Speaking of Jesus. You who have received the law that was given through our angels, but have not obeyed it. So this man, let's just quick recap. He's been appointed by the apostles to distribute the foods to the widows. He's then, in the course of that, seen wonderful miracles and signs and wonders done, and people come to faith. He's then seized by this, this, the council, falsely accused, and uh, gives this long speech about how, how rebellious they are and how they're just rejecting God. This man is bold, isn't it? It's not just uh, some council. You know, if you were to get, uh, get summoned uh, to City Hall here, you know, I'm guessing the worst you're going to get is, is like a fixed penalty notice, right? This, this is a council that can, can end your life, okay? This is, this is serious stuff. They mean business. They're powerful. Yet Stephen, he's not tempering his words. He's not sort of watering it down or, or, or saying one thing to kind of get off, you know. And uh, he's, he's sharing the gospel, how that we've all rebelled against God, how we've turned away from him, rejected him. But that's not where he finishes. This isn't some kind of, oh, you're all, you're all going to hell, you know, in a handbasket. You're all, you're all sinners. And the end, you know, and look at me, I'm perfect. That's not where he does at all. Verse 54 when the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and, furious and gnashed their teeth at him, I'll bet. Verse 55, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God. What a vision. What a wonderful vision. Looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God. Folks, that, that's my prayer for us. When we, when we gather together like this on a Sunday or... Uh, life groups or, or daily as we, we go about our lives that we might take a moment and look up and see the glory of God. Figuratively speaking, that in, in the daily course of our lives or, or when we gather here together, we might just, just pause for a moment with all the, 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 the fast-paced and the distractions and the things that would, would demand our attention that we might look up, figuratively speaking, look up and see the glory of the Lord. It goes on. And he looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Verse 56, look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. This is offensive to these people. What Stephen is saying here is deeply offensive to these religious men. They had built their lives and reputations on, oh, you've, you've got to do this and, and only the, the high priest can, can come into the presence of God and you're not, you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you don't measure up. And here, Stephen, he's saying, heaven is open. Jesus, this man that you, you crucified, he's alive and at the right hand of God and has made a way for all. This is deeply offensive to these religious men, as we'll hear. They're furious in verse 57. At this, they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. This is now an angry mob. We've gone from a council with false accusations and, and, and so on. We've gone now to an, an angry mob mentality. Verse 58. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. Brief 
Side note here, Saul, he's this man who, becomes, who goes on to become Paul, Apostle Paul, but at this point doesn't know the Lord. He's busy persecuting Christians. Kind of, uh, and the reason he's mentioned here is he's, kind of, he's, he's, he's organizing this. He's orchestrating this. He's a key figure in, uh, in, in persecuting the church and, uh, and Stephen at this point. And uh, the thing about taking off their coats, that's kind of like rolling up their sleeves. You know, we're about to go and meet out some punishment on this man, Stephen, and so we're going to kind of you know, take off our coat. We don't want to get that dirty. Right, let's go get him. Verse 59. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees, cried out, Lord, do not hold this against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. What faith, what, what boldness, what courage to stand up before these, these, these powerful men and preach Jesus, you know, and, and even in that, that moment when they're stoning him, he's just, just like Jesus was. He's, Lord, forgive them for their sin. I wonder what would, what would we do? This is an extreme circumstance. I get that. It's not likely that, that many of us are going to be put in this uh, situation like that. So hard, hard to imagine, but what would we do? Maybe try and parachute ourselves into a, a, a situation more familiar to us. Uh, you know, what would I do in front of, in front of my mates? Yeah, in front of my, my work colleagues uh, or neighbours or family? Am I going to speak my faith? Am I going to speak about, about the Lord with the kind of boldness that, that Jesus did? Or for, for fear of rejection or, uh, or humiliation or, or difficult questions or, or anything like that, take the easy route. Stephen, he was, he was in, in court falsely accused of things he hadn't done. Yet how could he be so bold? How could he be so bold? And how could he forgive them as, as these guys these were busy, you know, stoning him, trying to take his life? How could he be so gracious? The answer is that he was full of the Holy Spirit. Full of the Holy Spirit. He, he, he knew how much he'd been forgiven of himself, and that caused him to say what he did in verse 56. Look, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. He was in court, falsely accused, but, but he didn't care about the, the verdict of that court. Not that there necessarily was one, particularly. We just go straight from accusation and his speech into stoning. But he doesn't really care about their, their opinion of him or their verdict of him because he knows the verdict of the court above. He knows the verdict of him from the court of our God. He knew that Jesus had died for him on the cross, taking away his guilt, his sin, his shame, and that he was freely accepted in the courts of our God, that heaven was open to him. It didn't really matter what this, what this court said, what they accused him of, because what mattered was the court of our God. The ultimate victory had already been secured by Jesus for him. In a situation where he's being persecuted, clearly, he, clearly aware it may, it may have cost him his life, he looks up to heaven and is strengthened. Do you know that this morning? And do you, do you really believe that this morning? That, that if you know and follow Jesus, you're accepted, you're accepted into the heavenly realms. It doesn't matter what, what other people might think of you. It matters what Jesus thinks of you. It matters how Jesus sees you. If you put your trust in him, then you're accepted, you're forgiven, you're, you're adopted, you're, you're welcomed, in fact. You're welcomed. I wonder, ever, ever been to a, uh, 
a venue, maybe, maybe past a, a stadium with you know, a football match on or a concert on, or a, you know, and you've kind of seen the queues and the crowds, all of their tickets, and, and you've, you've not got a ticket. You know, maybe you didn't realize or whatever, and you couldn't afford a ticket. I don't, I don't know. Um, we, I went to, as a birthday present, I had tickets for, uh, for the Grand Prix. And I couldn't go 2020, so I went, went last year with a friend. And we had, we had pretty good tickets. You know, it was, uh, it was a, a big birthday, and um, 30th. And, uh, <laughs> and we, had good, we had good tickets. But the thing with the Grand Prix, you know, everyone's got their, their lanyard, you know. And uh, uh, there's, there's tickets, there's good tickets, and there's just ever-increasing uh, kind of rungs of, and, and, and even at the top, you know, unless you've got friends, you know, no, no amount of money, whatever, can, can get you ticket. And uh, uh, so even with, even with good tickets, you, you know, you can't quite get, oh, I'd like to get, that, you know, I'd like to get pit, pit lane, or, you know, I'd like to get to the paddock and forget it. But because of Jesus, you and I, we get full access we get full access to the Father. It's not some sort of, uh, you know, uh, basic ground entry ticket that we get. We get full access to the Father. We're welcomed. You know, it's not just kind of entry to the ground and, oh, yeah, but you, you can only come this far, sir. Oh, I'm sorry, madam, you, you, you can't come through here. No, 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 we get, we get full access. You and I, we get full access to the Father. Like I spoke about at the beginning, whether, it, whether it's be here, here when we gather together as as church family on a Sunday or in, or in life groups or just in the daily, daily, day-to-day of our lives, we get full access to the Father. Not because of anything that we've done, in fact, despite what we've done, but because of what Jesus has done on the cross for us. He's made a way for us to have this wonderful access, all areas pass, whenever, whenever we need it. We get access to the Father. His, the promises his grace, his mercy, his power, his strength. This morning, heaven is open. This morning, heaven is open. Tomorrow morning, as you, uh, you know, the alarm clock goes off, and I don't know what's in your agenda, whether it's a, a day at home looking after the family, or uh, work, the office, or working at home, or school, or uh, whatever it is, heaven is open. Heaven is open to you, and you are welcomed in. Tomorrow morning, every morning, this wonderful access of heaven is open to you to receive strength, mercy, grace, and power. That because of Jesus, we're not found guilty, but we're accepted and found holy because of the blood of Jesus. So are we going to, my question is, are we going to walk in, in the truth of that? Are we going to walk in the truth of, oh, I'm accepted, I'm, I'm loved, I'm forgiven, and, and now, Lord, strengthen me for the day? Or are we going to, going to walk in, in, the, in the light of, well, actually, I'm going to care more about what the court of public opinion thinks about me or the, the, the opinion of my friends or my neighbours or my, my colleagues or my family? It costs everything. I mean, look at, we're, we're uh, Stephen, we've only, Jesus has only just left, right? I mean, a few, you know, a little bit earlier on. And now Stephen, it costs everything. Is it worth it? Absolutely. But the other wonderful little gem that's in here is uh, Saul, who I explained goes on to become Paul, leading the charge here. Uh, later gets wonderfully saved and, and follows Jesus. Never think that you are beyond the reach of God's grace. Yeah, here's Paul, this man. I mean, uh, 
vehemently opposed to the gospel, vehemently opposed to, to Jesus and his followers and the early church, and he gets wonderfully saved. Never, never let us think that somehow something that we've done makes us out of God's reach, out of the reaches of God's grace. Never think, oh, I just keep messing up time and time again, and, and, and we're never beyond the reaches of God's grace. This morning, there's, a, there's, there's wonderful encouragement to be found here in, 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 in that, in the fact that we're not beyond the reaches of God's grace, in the fact that every day heaven is open to us. There's wonderful encouragement to us in day-to-day life, but there is also a challenge. And in verse, it's in verse 49 when uh, he's, he's uh, quoting the prophet Isaiah. He says, What kind of house are you going to build? What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? And there's a challenge to us this morning. Wonderful encouragement, as I mentioned, but there's the challenge for us this morning. What kind of house are we going to build? As a, as a church, as a people, as a, as a church family, what kind of house are we going to build? At, at home, you know, taking it more personal, what kind, of, what kind of home am I going to build? Am I going to, going to build one that's, that's open, that's welcoming, that's putting, putting Jesus first, that's not, that's not sort of, you know, religious and, oh, well, you've got to, you've got to do this to, to measure up, but it's, no, no, we're all, we're all fallen, we're all broken, we're all sinful, but, oh, thank God for the grace of God. Thank God we're saved. What kind of house are we going to build as a church, as life groups, as families, as individuals? What kind of house for the Lord are we going to build? Let it be one that's full of grace and of the Holy Spirit. Let us be like Stephen who, who, who mirror this, his authentic witness in whatever context we find ourselves. Yeah? He found himself in a real sticky one, right? But, but we'll also find ourselves in, in difficult ones where we can, we can stand up and share our faith, stand up for what for, for, for what, what Jesus has done for us and who he is and what he's done in our lives, we can kind of shirk and, oh, I don't, that's not really me. Oh, no, well, I just, you know, you've got, you've got it wrong. I'm, not, I'm not, a, not a Christian, I don't, you know, and, and deny him. Or we can be like Jesus, just saying, well, this is what, this is what he's done for me. I haven't got all the answers. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm still a work in, in progress, but this is what he's done for me, knowing that heaven is open today for you and me and therefore full of grace, power, and the Holy Spirit bold to speak about the gospel and what Jesus has done in our lives. Shall we pray? Maybe we, should we stand? Maybe, uh, Joe, you could come back up. And uh, we're going to have an opportunity to respond. What better way to respond than uh, taking, the, uh, taking communion together? You should find some uh, juice and cracker, thank you, Stuart, on, uh, on a seat near you. And maybe we can just quiet in our hearts before the Lord for a few minutes and before Joe comes to, to lead us. Maybe you, when you're ready, Joe, you can just play gently in the background. I want us to just try and imagine that, that vision, as it were, this morning, that, that heaven is open. No matter what you've done, you know, you could... Could be like Saul, you know, gone around killing Christians, but there's grace for you this morning. Whatever it is you've done, there's grace for you this morning. For you and me this morning, there is grace. And heaven is open. We get to boldly approach. When we, when we, when we come in here, when we, when we go home, when we wake up each day, we get to boldly approach the throne of grace to find whatever we need. 
to find strength. It's where Stephen found his strength in a really difficult moment. It's where we find grace, strength, mercy, forgiveness, boldness, courage. It comes from the Holy Spirit. And I want to pray that for, for all of us now, just for a, a, that the Holy Spirit would just increase in us, just more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Whether you, you kind of think, oh, what I need is just more strength. I'm struggling. I'm just, I'm weary. I'm, I'm, I'm wrung out. I just need more strength. Whether you just think, oh, I've just, I've just blown it again and again. I'm just, uh, I'm so far from God. Whether what you need to receive is grace, to know that you're not beyond the reaches of his grace this morning forever. Maybe it's boldness. You just think, oh, how can this guy share his faith? And, and, and yet, oh, I'm timid as a mouse. How can I? Whatever it is, the, the, the Spirit can... This is God's means to us. God's means of grace to us. Jesus is no longer with them, no longer with us. But by His Spirit, by His Holy Spirit, He is. And I want to pray for us this morning that His Holy Spirit would increase. So... You might just want to uh, open your hands out just as, just as a way of practically saying, Holy Spirit, come, I need you, I want you. I, I'm, I'm, my hands are out, Lord. I, I just say that we, I need you, Lord. Lord, we all need you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the wonders of your grace and your mercy. That it's not about what we've done as if we could ever measure it, measure up by our own merits. But it's because of what Jesus did at the cross, the work of Jesus at the cross. Thank you that your, your grace reaches us, Lord, wherever we find ourselves. You're, you're, there is grace aplenty, Lord, grace abounding, Lord. I pray for whatever it is that, that my friends here need, Lord. I pray whether it's strength, grace, boldness, courage, changing work of your Holy Spirit in their life to break them free from patterns of behavior, Lord, whatever it is, we just pray, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the cross, for your blood poured out for us. All of this is only possible because you died on the cross on our behalf. A death that we deserve paid for by Jesus, who is now alive at the right hand of the Father, to which we have wonderful access. We thank you, Lord. Help us daily to live in the wonderful, in light of this wonderful truth that heaven is open to us, Lord. It doesn't open at 10 on a Sunday and close at, 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 uh, at half 11, Lord. It's open tomorrow morning. It's open this afternoon. It's open on 3 o'clock on a Wednesday, Lord. We thank you for this wonderful access to the Father. Help us to be those who live in light of it, we pray. Amen. Joe, would you lead us?